Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Everybody, welcome back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Welcome back to all our YouTube viewers and all our podcast listeners. This is Ray in London. And this is Steve in London. This is Jam in Connecticut. Cam in Florida, sunny Florida. Welcome back, everybody. We're here to do our post-match analysis of the 3-1 defeat away at Leeds. Let me quickly go through the team, the Tottenham team. Lloris in goal, Aurier, Alderweireld, Dyer, Reguillon, Hoybier, Glacelso, Deli, Bale, Sun and Kane. That was the team, I think, unchanged from the last match. Uh, over to you, Cam, for some stats. Yeah, I mean, interesting stats with Leeds. We played them 99 times, starting in um, 1924. Um but we haven't played them in the last eight years. The last time was where we beat them 2-1 in the FA Cup. Um, but overall, Leeds have beaten us 33 times. We've uh, um, beaten them 37 times and we've drawn 29 times. So it's pretty equal, uh, as we'd expect, because Leeds were, were a pretty powerful team apart from the last few years and obviously we'll talk about today. Overall, during the match, Leeds had better possession than us, 53% as opposed to 47%. More shots, 16 as opposed to 11. They had seven on target. We had three on target. They had eight corners. We had six. And they committed more fouls, 12 against our 10. So they beat us in every uh, every department of possession today. Okay. Uh, let me come to you, Jam. What did you think about the the team selection? No changes from the. Um, I, originally, I was happy. I thought, you know, let's keep on keep on going. We're on a high. Hopefully, Bell can can produce another good performance, which he was seen pretty quiet today. Um, but in general, I uh, was happy with the team selection going into the match. Okay, you know, it was what good to not. Oh, go ahead, continue. No, oh, sorry. What about you, Steve? Were you happy with the team selection? Again, a bit like Jam to begin with. I always think there's a place for Mora in that team to give some energy and some drive in midfield. Um, he obviously came on later, but yeah, it's, it's the sort of team you'd have expected, I think. I'm not sure we can... I think I said before, we, we're shuffling the uh, the deck chairs on the Titanic, aren't we? <laughs> I love that analogy. Uh, Cam, that. your thoughts on the team selection? Um, I mean, I thought, again, I'm going to say this, the only person I, I was probably unhappy to see because he just is not cutting it as far as I can see was Lo Celso. And I think that if you're going to have somebody in that area in the midfield with a team like Leeds who, who, who had expanses of room in the midfield to the end of running that they were doing, was he the right person to play? I mean, what got me was um, Ryan Mason saying, we know how Leeds play and we're prepared for it. Well, I saw absolutely zero preparation yeah. in this team yeah. for how Leeds play. And I don't think this was a game for Lo Celso at all. Well, they, they flooded the midfield and we were only two, so we were always outnumbered in the midfield. But uh, I guess after winning 4-0 against Sheffield United, he had to sort of keep the same team. Uh, so let's go to uh, Steve now about the first goal. Talk us through the first goal, Steve, and just a general play in the first half and how the goal came about. And talk well, us through I mean, defending I, as well. Yeah. I think they were um, uh, they, they, they started on the front foot. Uh, the warning signs were there. I think we had, they had a couple of corners before they scored. Um I think Lloris also made at least one good save uh, before they scored. Indeed, he made a few good saves throughout the um, the game. Uh, I think he's probably the only Spurs player who came out with any sort of credit um, at the end of this. Um, 
for their goal. It was across from the left-hand side. Um, Aurea left the uh, lead player, just walked past him. Um, and then um, the ball came across and Dyer thought, I'll tell you what, this is the fish dog box. I, I'll leave that. Yeah. yeah. Then that one past me. I won't try and put it at all. Um, and I think then Lewis made a very good save. Unfortunately, he's pretty strange to the path of uh, Reglion, who's diverted it into the path of Lewis there and stopped it in. I think that, that, that's how that, that goal came about. But it could have been stopped by Aurea from making the player go back up the line rather than crossing the ball. And he gets the high line, which is always dangerous. The road seems to do it. Apparently, how you punch anymore. Uh, uh, yeah. Hold on, your, your audio is cutting out all the time, Steve. I'm going to have to cut that out. Is it? Oh, that's much better now. When it you sounds back now. It went away yeah, for a second. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll move forward a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the, the main culprit was dire in that in Okay, that let, let me start it again. Yeah. Let me start again, and you can do it really quickly this time. So, yeah. uh, Steve, tell me what you thought about the first half and the first goal, really. Who was at fault for that? Uh, Jam, your light keeps going off and on. Sorry. Does it? Oh, it. okay. I'm well, sorry. I think it's lights a lot better. I think it's the flashing from your screen, Jam. Oh, okay, okay. I'll stop clicking on a different tab. Okay, sorry. Yeah, let me start again. Sorry about that. Let me start, let me start again. So, um, Steve, what did you think about uh, the first half performance and especially the defending for the first two goals? Well, I mean, I think the first half was, uh, was, was mainly Leeds. They started very quickly and indeed they stayed at that pace throughout the game. Uh, Larice made some good saves, and in terms of the first goal, uh, in my view, that was Aurea not defending the cross, and then Dyer for some reason deciding to leave the ball, even though it was coming across the six-yard box. Uh, I don't understand the, the, the reasoning behind that. I think Larice then made a very good save, uh, put it into the path of Reglion. Then Reglion, uh, unfortunately, it sort of hit him. I don't really blame him. Mm-hmm. Uh, when fell into onto the, into the path of the Leeds player, who had a fairly straightforward shot to to score. Um, that was, um, you know, the first goal, the first Leeds goal. Then I think we conceded uh, about 41 minutes. You know, why not? Let's let's concede a goal just before um, uh, before half time, um, which I think was was Bamford. Mm. Um, uh, we we were like statues in the box there. I think yeah. um, uh, Dyer actually I think handed uh, handed Bamford over onto Holbier, and Holbier didn't go with him. And he had a relatively simple, simple, simple tapping at the yeah. end. And if you looked at it, it looked like we were standing still and they were doing the moving. Yeah. Um, and so we're all, we, you know, we're two one down then. And this, we're on the back foot again, aren't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jam, what was your take on the first half? And sort of, we went one nil down again. I, I thought, I thought really we reacted. Effect. We reacted well to, to go in 1-0 down. It was awful defending. It was uh, Eric Dyer again, who has been very culpable throughout the season doing the same things. Um, you know, he, he's definitely one of my, my first players to go, unfortunately. You know, as much as he loves the club, he's just not good enough. Um, but I thought we reacted well. We, we pressed well at times. Um, but it just wasn't enough. There was no... It was Before they scored again, we had that offside Harry Kane goal too. That was... You know, on on the fence. I, I let it go at the time, thinking, okay, yeah, that's an offside. But I mean, seeing those replays, it's, it's I, I don't I don't know what what's offside. I don't see it. I don't see it personally. And then they they go on to score their their third goal, which I thought that was as much offside as, I mean, from from the pictures they show us, I don't think they spent enough time on that review on that first mm-hmm. initial play out out for their third goal. Either way, though, it's not it's not up to them not scoring. It's up to us defending them, and and. The defense for that third goal was just shambolic. It came because it came because Leeds are an organized team 
who know their position and how to break. Whereas when we were trying to chase the game at 70 minutes, where there's still plenty of time to play, um, we're, everyone was in, in their half. You know, all, all only person left back there was, was, uh, Eric Dyer. And I don't blame him so much for that third goal as I do for the first two. Um, it's just, it's just crazy though. Uh, all the world was up there on the, on the top right hand side. You know, he had just crossed the ball in and I was like, how, why is he crossing the ball? Why did Harry Kane play the ball out to him to originate that? Uh, like it, it was, it was nonsense. There was no structure. There was no, you know, that's what really comes with a good manager. And I think, you know, if anything, I said Bielsa is the manager I want to see. And I was a good audition for him today. If he would come to us. <laughs> Cam, what's your thoughts on the, on the, on the performance and generally the defending as well? Have your rant few, now. Quite a few, but my turn to rant, is it? Yeah, go on then. Well, I think, the, I think the thing that really hit me, and I'm sure you'll all agree with me very much so, is that Leeds looked fitter in the 94th minute than we did in the first minute. I mean, they never let up. Every single one of them had running in them. I thought the way that they started that game, I thought they can't keep this up. 15 minutes, they're going to huff and puff and they're going to be down. That's when we come up. But they never let up. I mean, they, they, the fitness levels compared to the Tottenham fitness levels was an absolute joke. So you think it felt like our guys go in the pub, have five uh, cigarettes and three pints, whilst Leeds players are out there getting super fit, super fast and made us look like, um, they made us look like amateurs. I mean, the high pressing was incredible. It was interesting to see how Carrie Kane, Bale, Delhi, to some extent, was probably one of our better players. <laughs> so Hoybier in particular could not handle having a player on them all the time. I mean, Bale had two players on him all the time. He, he, he tried. He, I, I don't think he had his worst games by any means. Kane couldn't handle it. The only person I thought that did pr- okay with that was probably Son. Hoybier really couldn't handle it. And personally, I thought... Uh, um, when Mora came on, I know Steve's favourite player should have had a red card and been sent straight off. I'm yeah, sorry, he definitely should have. That was a bloody red card. If that had been happened to us, or the other way around, I think we'd be screaming blue murder. Yeah. Um, yeah. In terms of the goal, the other thing that really hit me about this game, Ray, was that every time Leeds had the ball in our box, they picked out a Leeds player. Every single time, there were three players that were free. We were static. They were moving. They always had a chance. They took shots and shots and shots. Every time we were in Leeds box, it was punt it and hope. Let's hope it hits the Spurs player. Let's hope it gets to somebody. There was no structure to it. If you look at some of the balls that were played in the, in, into by our, our players from wide, whether it was Regulon, whether it was Aurier, not very much so. He probably had one of the best chances of the game. Um, whether it was um, Hassan, I mean, God, that's not even start on Lamella. Um, I mean, he started fouling himself in the second half as soon as he came on. I mean, that's the first thing he did is trip over himself about three times. Um, but we just didn't, didn't have a structure. We didn't have, we just, it's like, I'm in the box, close your eyes, hit the ball, let's hope it picks out a Spurs player. That's not how Leeds play. Leeds always picked out their players and the, the speed that we, I felt that we were like, um, in, in, in this level, at least half a second off the pace compared to Leeds. And I know it don't sound like a lot, but in the Premiership, that's a, that's a load. I mean, if you're half a second off in a hundred meters clearing pool, you'll probably come in last. Yes. So take that in, in that context. They were that, that, they were that, that much sharper. And there was no comparison. I'm only embarrassed by one thing. And that is that I said we would win 3-1. I should have said we're going to lose 3-1. I think you meant to say we're going to lose three one, but let's talk about the defence because this is the bedrock of any team. If you can't defend, you can't win matches. Simple as that. Now, Steve, I want to ask you a question. 
Eric Dyer is an England international. He's played lots of games, 200 games for Tottenham Hotspur. If a cross is coming across the box, isn't your natural instinct just to kick it out? Why are you leaving that ball for, to get in our net? Can you explain that to me? Somebody explain that to me. I'm going to go to well, Steve, then I'm going to come to Jam, yeah. then Cam. Why is he leaving that ball and with his hands behind his back? First of all, I don't think he's going to be um, an England player now, to be honest. Mm. Um, and uh, it's, it's beyond comprehension, isn't it? It's the first it thing is. you do. It's the first thing you do as a centre-half, a uh, central defender, is you play it, uh, you're safe. You safety kick it away, first. don't you? Safety first. It's, I don't know, did, was he, what, was he, did he think he was so bad at kicking a football, it was going to fly into the top ball. corner? Yeah. Uh, but, OK, if he'd have done that, I would have still criticised him, to be honest. But yeah. at least he tried to get it. You, you know, you can never really, you know, if there's a, a goal from a deflection of yeah. a defender trying to block a shot, you can take that because the defender's there to try and block the shot. And they've done what they've tried to do their job. He just decided, this isn't my job. I'm not doing this. Mm. Uh, and I, I'm, I, could he have got a shout? I don't think so. No. You've got to do not, your job. It's not, um, do it's not job. something we can understand. It's yeah. not something we can... Um, we can compute, I'm afraid. Let me come to you, Cam. Uh, let's just, I'm going through the goals because I really want to understand what went wrong here. The, the second goal, the header from Dyer, instead of heading it out so they can regroup and defend, he heads it back into play. Yes, Reguilon was sh- slow to react. But isn't this basic defending? Get it out of the... Don't hit it back into play towards your goal. Hit it out. I mean, explain that to me, Cam. I can't because the basic defending just was not there. The thing, I mean, and you can criticize that header, you can criticize another thing. The main thing that you've got to criticize is the absolute staticness of our defense. I mean, they were like they had wooden shoes that they couldn't move. I mean, they played around them like they were just, you know, like we're just like the leaves were so fast. We just, whoa, 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 just looking around. I mean, both goals, nobody moved. Um, yeah. The third goal, I mean, it was literally Leeds playing. You know when you see them practicing and they have these like little little posts standing there where they yeah. play around? Our players are like those posts. They were just standing there. And, I mean, when you do that, you're going to get hammered, especially by a team like Leeds who are so fast in the way that they do. And, yeah. uh, and, and uh, I mean, if Ryan Mason, this was his preparation for how we're going to deal with Leeds, who are one of the most high-pressing, very, very quick on the ball, very, very pacey team who never tire, um, then I, th- I, th- I don't know what Leeds he was watching. Maybe he was watching Leeds from about seven years ago. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Jam, just another stat that Cam missed out there. This is the first top six team that Leeds have beaten at home. Yes. They drew with all the others. So again, Tottenham give them a good record. Let them bring them back. To be fair, to Leeds have got a good record against, uh, maybe not at home, but But they've got some good scouts. Top six team at home. Not not at home, but they've got some good scouts. Home and away doesn't matter anymore. No, no. Didn't they beat Liverpool earlier this season too? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not we're not top sixteen though, are we? Right now? No, we're not. There's that too. Cam, how did you think Delhi Ali played in the first half? I thought he played quite well. He laid on the goal for for Son. Give us your thoughts on Delhi. Well, I think that. I think he's getting there. He's getting a lot better. I think that he um, was very... I mean, everyone goes on about that great pass that he made for Son, but he was pretty lucky with it because it deflected off the player and he sort of almost fell over. I thought that he um, he did good. I think for his, the goal that wasn't given to for Kane, the offside goal that Jam mentioned, um, he, he was... But he had a very good assist potentially there. I mean, the problem with Kane is, and the and this is makes how stupid the VAR decision is, is that his feet are too big. 
because it was his big toe that was offside. So if he had, if he had a, um, the Leeds player had a size nine and Kane had a size 10, so he was offside. If Kane had smaller feet, we would yeah. have had the goal. I mean, how stupid is that? But yeah, Delhi overall, I, I, I thought it was one of his better performances. Is that yeah. the Delhi of old? Not yet, but a couple more games, maybe, but we've only got three games left in which yeah. to do it. I have yeah. to say that Ndombele was absolutely awful when he came on. I mean, what well, a that's job. why he's not playing, I think. I think. So, Jam, how do you think uh, Reguilón's really gone downhill from his defending at the moment? He's appalling. Oh, Reguilón has been. Tell has me been about Reguilón, Jam. Okay, yeah. Jam, sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, not def- defensively, just not there. Um, not closing his man down. Not not actually getting to tackle in. A lot of times, he'll go there to to tackle the player and. It's like he's almost not there. Uh, the, it, but also, apart from that, I feel like his pace was one of his, his big factors, but he's not pacier than any other winger. Mm. He's about on par with everyone else. Uh, it, it, it's void, you know, mm. when, when it comes to running. Um, and attacking, he didn't, he, he well, got a couple crosses in, but nothing, nothing too threatening. Um, mm. I think a lot of times my dad talked about us getting into the box because we had a few instances where we built up really well and I was like oh this is good entertaining build up play and then we'll get to the box and, and then it's hope and pray to that it'll hit one of our players and go in yeah. whereas when Leeds attacked they had structure and they yeah. knew who was behind them who's running in who's making the inside run who's who's staying back and defending uh, one thing that I did really like seeing was um, the new use of Hoiberg he's, he's, he's way too advanced he's, he's not a passer of the ball he can't yeah, he, he needs to defend. He needs to be the block. Plus, he's played like over 4,000 hours this season. This season. He needs a rest. Yeah. Okay. Steve, um, tell us about Hugo Ruiz. Obviously, if it wasn't for Hugo, it could have been 5 or 6-1. So, um, talk us through his performance. Well, I, well, I thought, I think I said earlier, I thought he was our, our man of the match, which tells you all you need to know, really, doesn't it? Yeah. He, I think he flapped early on when he should have caught a ball, but he, um, he sort of, well, he didn't really punch it. He sort of flipped it and it went... Well, at least it went away from goal. But no, without him, I think they they could easily have had another four goals. Yeah. Um, and then we'd have been, well, God, 7-1. That had been really embarrassing. So, yeah, he played well. And um, I think as well, our goal came from him releasing the ball quickly. Uh, Aurea headed it back to him and then he released the ball quickly. And when you release the ball quickly and pass the ball quickly, you know, especially from the goalkeeper, uh, yeah. you, you build up enough space in front of the goal at the other end, to get to have a chance, to get a shot. You build up that, that time. And I wish he would do more of that. Do it quickly. When they're, half of their players are still in your half and you've got a chance, especially if we, you want to play on the break, and that's what we were trying to do because we weren't, we weren't going to do, any, do anything else. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. I, I just, can I just say as well, I agree with Jan as well. Hoybier is, in, is not, not in, he's not playing in the right place. Um, you know, he's like a... A, sort of, a, a, a brain surgeon trying to perform brain surgery with a shovel. He can't. He can't cushion a ball. He can't push it through a, a small gap. He just can't do it. Uh, the way I think it was, there was one way of pass which was so bad. So bad. I thought, what what was what was going on? I think he went out for a goal kick and he was trying to cushion it through. Yeah. It's just not. It's, it's just not, not his game. Not his game. Not his game at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand it. I mean, uh, let's let's wrap it up on the match. Then I just want to talk about some other things. So, what's your final takeaway on the match, then, Cam? Well, final takeaway on the match is that we're just not good enough. I don't think that the, this team, um, whoever the manager comes in, is frankly good enough. The building up from the back that needs to be taking place, the the, the fact that the players looked pretty unfit to me. I mean, I know that Jam said we played a lot of games, but I mean, you know, 
like I said, Leeds looked, Leeds looked, yeah, Leeds looked uh, fitter than us in the 95th, fourth minute than we did in the first minute. And it carried on throughout the game. I mean, we're so used to seeing our team play like they do that, that seems, um, it was hard to believe that Leeds had that much pace, that much control and that much structure about their game that um, actually blew us away. Um, I think Steve's right. We were lucky to with 3-1. I mean, to have your man of the match as your goalkeeper who's just conceded three goals tells you everything that you need to know about the team performance. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that. Jam, what's your main takeaway from the match? Um, I think I, I would take Leeds midfield over our midfield any day of the week. Um, also, you know, having said that our man of the match was probably Doris, which is I agree with. Uh, their, their man of the match was their goalkeeper too. We had a, a shot off the bar um, and, son, and Kane's offside goal. Could be a different perspective, but end of the day, we lost the match. Top four is out of, gone. You know, there was no hope. There was there was very little hope before, but now it's, there's no hope. Yep, yep. And as we speak, Chelsea are winning two one. I think they've, they've won. won. Oh yeah, they've won. Wow. So that's that's top four gone. Chelsea going to get there, and then you know who gets won't be us getting the fourth spot. Uh, Steve, your main takeaway from the match? Well, if you were watching that game and you didn't know the respective league positions of that team, but you were told that one of those teams was sort of mid-table safety and the other team was chasing a Champions League spot, you would not have thought that team chasing the Champions League spot was Spurs. There was no fight again. There was no passion. There was no pressing. They looked disinterested. There was shrugging of shoulders, Hoybier putting his arms out um, either side of him and in despair almost. There was no... It was just an appalling performance. I don't think any of those players want to be there anymore. No, mm. I don't think... It, and now they're throwing another manager under the bus which yeah. is Ryan Macy. He's only been there twice. I don't think they would... I think we should... Well, I'm going to come to that now. Um, Cam, how do we sort this problem? Let's assume Enoch not going anywhere, so we've got to work with what we have. Who do we get rid of in the summer to try and rebuild now, Cam? Uh, it's really hard to say. I mean, you know, um, okay, I just want to say one more thing about the game, but I know yeah, they want to move on. But uh, when we... I don't know if any of you watched Villarreal versus Arsenal, but towards the end, they took Obama Yang off and then put Willian on and put some other player on, right? And you just knew that this was worse than an act of desperation. You're taking off a proven goal scorer and putting on uh, someone who hasn't scored all season. Yeah. Um, and that's, that was us with uh, Lamella and... Uh, um, and uh, as soon as those two came on, you knew the game was already over. I mean, game changers, they haven't been for a very long time. And I think this is one of the things that any manager coming into Spurs and coming back to your question, Ray, is who would want to manage these players? Who would want to be able to think that they can get the best out of these players? Because, that, I mean, you know, we're now in a situation that when you take out the top, the, the, the top 11, you've got Ndombele, uh, Lamella, who, you know, proved today that the headless needs to go to Roma with, with, with Jose. Uh, and Moro should have been sent off. I don't know how we got a yellow card for that. If it's going to be a booking, it was a red card or it was nothing. Um, and, uh, and, and that in itself was so depressing because, um, now we're now looking at struggling to see who we can get off the bench. I mean, the only thing I can think of, and they were saying it today, um, on, on our, t- on our TV was what you were saying, Ray, is that the only person they can think that would come in and may take a punt on this team is someone like Graham Potter. If you think somebody is going to be coming in from a really big team or, or a big name with these players, why would they? they could go yeah, in, I mean, why would you come and wreck your own reputation? Exactly. That you hit the nail on the head there, Cam. Why would you come to Tottenham and ruin your own reputation? Mm. You know, it's just not worth the punt. And 
I'm, I'm sort of forlorn about what to do. I mean, the players obviously are not good enough. The board is not good enough. It's just, it's just lost, lost for words on what we could do. Uh, Jam, what do you think we should do? I mean, let's start with a clear out. Who would you clear out in the summer? Who would you get rid of? Honestly, I don't think it could be uh, said better than than what my dad just said. It was is pretty well put. Um, because the problem is, is you know, when you ask that question, there's a lot of players on that list who weren't even near the starting eleven today. And that's the big problem because a lot of players on that starting eleven shouldn't are just not good enough or so just don't care enough. Uh, there's 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 too many to list. There's the Dotties, there's the Davis, there's the the Dyer, there's um Aurea, uh Suzoko, Lamella, uh Don Dumbale, probably Los Celso, uh Winks. Uh, <laughs> I mean I can keep going. Why don't we just say the why don't we just say the whole team? Why don't we get rid of the whole team? Because no, Kane's leaving is, anyway. The problem is the players who are gonna leave are gonna be Son and Kane, so we can actually get the money. The two players who probably are the only ones that deserve to stay, or or I would want to stay. They deserve better than us at the moment. They deserve a team of other sons and canes around them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Steve, I mean, you know, obviously we can't get rid of that many players. It's just not possible. But what can be done to turn this around? Um, God, I do not know. I, I think the reality is that Kane's going to go. We're going to take a huge hit financially on Dombele. Mm-hmm. I assume we're going to – I mean, he's going to – he's not 30 million, is he, to be honest? No. I don't know. Um, I just think uh, we've got to sort out a, a, a better scouting system because we can't get the best in Europe. We've got to try and get um, people down the league, people who are hungry. I mean, Leeds have done it, haven't they? They've managed mm. to find players, uh, little nuggets here and there. Mm. I know that Spurs will be, when Spurs come knocking, people will up, put a few more noughts on um, without fully realising we can't afford that. Um, but... I don't know. We've tried the um, the coaching, haven't we, with Mourinho? Can we bring someone in to come in with a system, try and get all the players to go to that system? That hasn't worked. And that, that was a cheap fix, wasn't it? I know it's terribly expensive, but the cost of completely replacing your entire team is more expensive than just getting a new manager who you think can sort of whiz up something. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I've got no answer. Yeah. I have one answer I wanted to add one name on that list top name on that list Steve Hitchin needs to go yeah. does not know where, where was the last good player he brought us Stevie Bergwijn oh god oh yeah. god blimey <laughs> <coughs> I knew Cam would give a reaction but Cam let me ask you I've heard a rumour that um, Pochettino may not win Liga because you know Lille are doing really well could be fired from PSG didn't do well in the Champions League hasn't done anything in Liga could he should we get him back at Tottenham what do you think Cam we're probably still paying him aren't we <laughs> no, we're not I mean, paying him but should we, no. would you want him back at Tottenham now well uh, I mean it's a really good question and the question really the answer to that is there's two things I think that can happen at Spurs if you're asking me my my humble opinion um, we're going to have to get uh, um, Skip back. We're going to have to get Sessegnon back. We're going to have to think about, um, you know, even Foyth would have been better than some of the players we've got. Get Tanganga back into that team and yeah. really do what Leeds has done and just start building on some of these good youngsters that we've got. Maybe Pochettino might be the guy to do that, you know, because um, some of these first team players that we've got here, I mean, I, I, I'll name who... Who, who, for me, would be the players that will stay. We'll probably keep Lloris because he's, he's, he's steady and we're not going to get another goalkeeper to come in uh, at that level. Um, you'd keep Toby another couple of years because he's the only one who can defend, probably. 
Hobier, I think, if he's got the support um, and if he sticks to the role of defending the back four, is his best place that he could be. You'd keep him. Son and Kane. And he'll probably re-sign Bale if you had the support that he gets. But you can't have Bale in front of Aurier, even though, because, yeah, Aurier provides a few balls. But the defensively, I mean, what Leeds did, uh, um, Alioski, I think it was on that side, would rip us to shreds today. And uh, um, that's just not good enough, you know. So my view is, Poch, I mean, can he do any worse? But why would he come back here and not collect the free money he'll be getting from PSG if he did get fired um, over the next few years? Plus, Neymar's just signed until 2025. So he's got a team to build. Yep, yep. Steve, your final thoughts then? I know you're pretty downhearted at the moment. You? I, I am, yeah. I, it's, it's the fact that there's no passion and no fight. That's that's the real problem. And we we had a little false storm, didn't we? It's just because yep. we managed to beat a team that was relegated. Mm. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, Cam said bring back Foyth and bring back you know Skip. These guys have done well playing in other teams where this cancerous type of toxic yeah. situation is not there. Once they come back to Tottenham, they'll just revert to type Cam, mm. and they'll be like the rest of them. So it's better off for them if they stay somewhere else. They'll be better there, but. I don't think there's any hope for anything at Tottenham at the moment. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to be sad on that. I don't think we even... Actually, you know what? And I hope you guys don't crucify. I hope we don't get Europa League because yeah. it will just mask over the fact that we're rubbish. Mm-hmm. If we get Europa League and some money coming in, Daniel Levy saying, oh, we've got Europa League, blah, blah, blah. I hope we don't get anything. I hope we get no European football at all. Uh, Ray, I don't think anyone's going to be fooled. If we get a Europa League place, no one's going to be fooled that we're, we, we've done something or achieved something. It's self but we are not good enough. Yeah, we are well, we're gonna, enough. We'll probably get the Europa Conference League, which is even worse. It's even worse than that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, let's fi- wrap it up now. I think yeah. we're, all, we're all downhearted and despondent. This is Ray from London and the Spurs 9501 podcast. Thanks for all our YouTube viewers. Sorry we're a bit depressed, but this is what supporting Tottenham Hotspur does to you, I think. You know, it just <laughs> makes you depressed. So what can we say? So, Steve... Yeah, it's goodbye from Steve in London, but still, come on, you Lily Whites. Jam? Uh, only, what, three matches to go, but come on, you Spurs. Um, from Jam in Connecticut. And Cam? Come on, you Spurs, but uh, come on to where right now, I don't know. I mean, um, I just want to finalise. I know we're saying goodbye, but I just want to say, um, probably the only way we're going to win anything is if we get relegated, we might win the championship. So yeah, come on, oh, I agree with that. that yeah. <laughs> oh, don't they play the Intertoto Cup anymore? We could maybe win that. Uh, Ali uh, Cup, right? We'll get a pre We did win the Ali Cup. We could win the Allianz Cup. That'd be good. Yeah, we play yeah. the Audi Cup. Come on, you Spurs. Right. And we'll and speak to you on the next podcast. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate. And let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.